Okay. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Well, let's go back and look at this here. And, uh, oh, this is interesting. First Samuel, remember the little, little history there on, uh, on First Samuel. Oh, of course, you know, the layout beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation, whatever. Anyway, starting at First Samuel, uh, Samuel wasn't even born yet, but that's what chapter one's about. But the, but the time frame that's going on right then is everybody's running for cover. They lost their nation. They're worshiping idols. They're not even thinking about the Lord, except for Samuel's mother, Hannah, and of course, and her husband. They came to the tabernacle. It's called a tabernacle because the temple was not built until until uh, David's son became king, Solomon. They actually built a real temple. But uh, but anyway, <clears throat> so that's when Samuel comes on board, and that's when we're going to find our first king. Samuel's going to anoint Saul, and anyway, immediately Saul is jealous of David. You know, we've, we've covered that, you know, because Saul didn't want to serve the Lord. He wouldn't obey the Lord. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, so David's running for his life. But anyway, but David always gets away. He writes Psalms like, uh, and this, this kind of gives you a little bit of, uh, look at Psalm 34. In Psalm 34, look at this, I'll praise the Lord no matter what happens. I'll constantly speak of his glories and grace. Now remember, he's not, oh, I'm just religious. I'm a cut above everybody else. God thinks I'm so wonderful. Well, God thinks you're so wonderful anyway, okay? Look what he says. I will boast of all his kindness to me. You've got to get that to you. You'll wake up some mornings and you'll start questioning whether or not God loves you. You've got to focus on, you've got to walk by faith. Your feelings are not going to tell you the right thing, okay? Let, look at this. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Well, I don't know. It's not everybody. Yeah, it is everybody. Let's praise the Lord together and exalt it. Look at this. Four, four, four. There is a reason. Kids love their parents as a little because, why? Their mamas and daddies take care of them. There's nothing wrong with that. That's natural. We have, we have this tendency we want to earn it. We got to earn it. No, God knows we are made out of dust. He knows what we're like. I cried under him and he answered me. He freed me, look at that, from all my fears. Others too, look at this, were radiant at what he did for them. Praise the Lord. No, we're all having, that's why we praise reports, whatever. There was, look at this, there was no downcast look of rejection. This poor man cried unto the Lord, and look what he says, and the Lord heard and just let him trouble. No, he saved him, look at that, out of all his troubles. That's the reason when you start reading the Bible yourself, you go, wait a minute, there's more than just going to heaven here. Yes, the Lord will help you out of everything, no matter what it is. Now, I want to jump all the way to the end of the Bible because we know this guy is a, uh, he's a historic figure, figure. And chapter one, I'm just going to hit the high points here. Oh, this is, you know, oh, anyway, you, you know about the book of Revelation. Okay, first two chapters here. Oh, he's actually starts talking to about these churches here, and I want to get all the way to chapter chapter two. This is chapter that goes. I know where I'm going. Let's see. That's to, he says. Everybody that hears, oh, oh, he said. Let me just make sure you catch that. Uh, yeah, let everyone who can hear listen to what the Spirit's saying. Okay, so what we're going to see in a minute is chapter three. Oh, uh, he wrote to you because he says, "Hey, I want you to hear this." Now, let's see where it is. Look for the word David. Okay. Oh, there it is. Look at this. This message. Okay, right to the church in Philadelphia. I don't believe in Philadelphia. <laughs> Why do you think that city I just went to was called Philadelphia? Quakers, whoever they were, doesn't matter. 
all these places. You know, up there they got a they got a town in Pennsylvania called Nazareth. Where'd they get that from? Oh, we just we just no. Those people knew about where they wanted to name their town after somebody they loved. Jesus. Okay, here we go. This message is sent to you by the one who's holy and true and has the. Now remember, this is Jesus talking. What does he say? Has the key of this guy don't exist. I mean, well, he don't exist if we don't read the stories. He'll never exist for us. But he did. Look at this. Has the key of David. What? What's up with David? To open what no one can shut, and to shut what no one can open. David knew. David knew the whole time. Think about it. Think everything you know. What's the first thing you know about David? <gasps> He killed Goliath. Yeah. And then when he told that story to his boss, Saul, he said, oh, I've killed a bear. I've killed a lion. And it wasn't just one. Several. And he said, the Lord delivered. He said, hey, remember, he convinced Saul. He convinced that whole army because they're the ones that said, hey, there's a kid over here says he's going to beat the poop out of this guy. And they brought him to Saul. And Saul says, look, you're just a lad. This guy's been a trooper ever since he was a kid. They know way. David said, I'll take care of him. Okay, so now we see this thing about a key of David. Now, guess what? What did he just say? He just said, uh, this message is sent to the one who is holy and true and has the key of David, who no one can shut and uh, no, no one can shut and to shut what no one can open. In other words, he'll give that to you. Praise the Lord. It's ours. Okay, uh, let's see. All right, so here we go. Let's go right back over to uh, uh, where we were and let's watch this take place. First Samuel, there we go. All right, here we go. I think we're at 24. 24. Let me make sure. Yeah. Remember, he had just, David thought he was, <laughs> he thought, uh, look at, yeah, notice this. As Saul, this is First Samuel 23, 29, uh, or 26. As Saul and his men were closing in, David tried his best to escape, but it was no use. Just then, cell phone. Hey, Saul, uh, you need to go back home because you're being attacked at home. <gasps> the Philistines were raiding Israel, so Saul quit the chase. He returned to fight the Philistines ever since that time, the place where David was camped. Look at this. He called it the Rock of Escape. He couldn't go around there without going, man, I remember the day. <laughs> I thought it was all over, and all of a sudden, they're retreating. Yeah, and your enemies are going to retreat too. Good grief. The Rock of Escape. <laughs> now remember, why is Saul after David? Remember, Saul gave David a wife, you know, Michelle, M-I-C-H-A-L, whatever, Michael, some people say. But anyway, oh, the women, right after David killed Goliath, the women in town started singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands. David's just jealous. I mean, excuse me, Saul is jealous. All right, here we go. We don't pick this up next year. We go right into after Saul returned from his battle in the Philistines, chapter 24. He was told that David was gone into Engedi. So he took 3,000 special troops and went to search for him. He took the Marines with him among the rocks and wild goats of the desert. So it's out in the desert, okay? It's not like a bunch of trees and stuff like that. At the place where the road passes, some sheepfolds. So now you can see some sheep out there. Saul went into a cave to go to the bathroom. Now this happens, well, an incident like this happens twice. We'd probably get both of them. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding in the cave. Gee. Now's your time, David's men whispered him. Today is the day the Lord's going to give your enemy into your hand. I think that's what it says. Oh, the Lord was talking to you about when he said, I'll certainly put Saul into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward. Now think about this. And quietly, remember, he's not asleep. He's taking a poop. Okay. <laughs> David crept forward quietly, slit the bottom of Saul's robe. 
But then his conscience began bothering him. He, he'd already crawled back. I shouldn't have done that, he said to his men. It's a serious sin to attack God's chosen king in any way. The words of David persuade. Now, before we get any further, now, how did David know that? It's the same thing for you and I. Boy, I tell you, God's. He, he, you think you're upset that somebody's on your case. God said, I'll bless those that bless you, I'll curse those that curse you. So always remember that he's on your side. Anyway, these men, uh, no, these words persuaded David's men not to kill Saul. After Saul, look at this, after Saul left the cave and gone his way, David came out, shouted at him. He didn't say, oh, please, he shouted at him. When Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul. Now he's not being polite here. Why do you listen to the people who say I'm trying to harm you? This very day, you have seen it isn't true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave, and some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said, I will never harm him. You know, the Lord's anointed king. And he's going to hold up the part of his clothes. Say, look at here, buddy. Uh, see what I have in my hand? Look at that. I have the hem of your robe. I cut it off, and I didn't kill you. Doesn't this convince you that I'm not trying to harm you and that I've not sinned against you, even though you have been hunting for my life? Look what, I mean, David didn't shut up yet. He said, no, 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 let me finish. <laughs> the Lord will decide between us, look at this, perhaps he will kill you for what you're trying to do to me, but I will never harm you. As for that old proverb, wicked is as wicked does, look at this next phrase, but despite your wickedness, now remember, why do we have the details? Well, we know it's, it, it, it authenticates what we believe. But look at this. Whatever he did for him, he'll do for us. I will not touch you. Look at that. And who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who's worthless as a dead dog or a flea? May the Lord judge. Oh, this is just exciting. I know what he's fixing to say. May the Lord judge oh, as to which of us is right and punish whichever of us is guilty. Look at this. He is my lawyer. Wow. And defender. And if you can see that, he's not saying, well, one day you're going to get me. Nuh-uh. He will rescue me from your power. Wow. All right. Saul fires back. Is it really you, my son David? Look at that. He began to cry. He knew what he'd been doing. He's controlling the whole nation who loves David to try to go kill David. You're a better man than I am, for you've repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been wonderfully kind to me, for when the Lord delivered me into your hand, you didn't kill me. Who else in all the world would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. Now, before we go any further, why do all these people say, may the Lord reward you? May the Lord... It's because it's true. Hallelujah. Mm. Anyway, and now I realize that you are surely going to be king. And he's just going to say, well, swear by the Lord that you won't kill me. Well, David's not going to kill me, kill him. And Israel will be yours to rule. See, Samuel told him that was going to happen. Told Saul because he'd been a jerk. You're losing your kingdom to David. Oh, swear to me by the Lord that when that happens, you'll not kill my family and destroy my line of descendants. Well, David promised. And Saul went home and David and his men, they went back into the cave. Time goes by, 20 years later, we read the next chapter. No, good grief, we'll never get it if we take so long to read the Bible. Shortly after, Samuel died. Uh-oh. All Israel gathered for his funeral, buried him in the family plot at Ramah. Meanwhile, David went back into the wilderness of Paran. A wealthy man from uh, Maon owned a sheep ranch there near the village of Carmel. He had 3,000 sheep. Now notice he owned a ranch. He lived somewhere else. This guy's a rich guy. 
3,000 goats. He had who was at the ranch at the time for the sheep shearing. Notice he was at the ranch because he didn't live there. He has a ranch. He's got a lot of stuff. His name was Nabal. Hmm. And his wife, what do we need to know that for? Man, she was a knockout. Beautiful. Guess what else, women? Intelligent. And there goes the blonde jokes. They're out the window, you know. <laughs> Look at her name was Abigail. You ever heard, never know anybody named Abigail? Mm-hmm. Where do you think those words come from? You ever know anybody named David? Oh, David's everywhere. That's because historically down through the ages, I'm going to name him David. I'm going to name him Abigail. <laughs> According to this story, you're not going to want to name anybody Nabal. <laughs> All right, watch what happened. So David heard that Nabal was shearing his sheep. He sent 10 young men to Carmel to give him this message. May the Lord prosper. Hello, Dustin. Look at this. May the Lord prosper you and your family and multiply everything you own. Time out. Mm-mm-mm. I believe you never know what's going to happen. Remember Job. No, you remember Job. Read it from start to finish. He got 10 times as much back at the end. He got everything back. And it didn't happen but with a year and a half. Okay, anyway. I told you, no, he says, I am told that you are shearing your sheep and goats. While your shepherds lived among us, we never harmed them, nor stolen anything from them the whole time they've been in Carmel. Uh, I ask your young men, no, he says, ask your young men and tell them. Basically, he says, will y'all send us up a, a snack or whatever, you know, give us some vittles here. See if this is true or not. I sent my young men to ask a little contribution for you, for we have come at a happy time of holiday. Please give us a present, whatever's at hand. Now, what David had done, he's fixed to tell us here. He had protected these people. The Philistines are always raiding and destroying places. And David and his men said, nah, you ain't getting over there. Well, look what old Nabal says. The young men uh, gave Dave's message to Nabal and waited for his reply. Who's this fella, David? Now, he knew. He's just saying. He knew who he was. Who does this? See, he knew who his daddy was. Son of Jesse. The whole nation, even other kingdoms knew about David at this point. One's close by. There's a lot of servants these days who run away from their master. Should I take my bread and water and meat that I've slaughtered for my shears and give it to a gang who comes from God knows where? So David's messengers returned and told him what Nabal had said. I'm going to switch this to the King James because I thought this was funny. Uh, Let's see, chapter 13. No, you see what David did. Get your swords. (laughs) I mean, man, he's mad. Let me switch this to the King James. Ladies, don't let this hurt your feelings here. Watch this. I'm going to have some four-letter words right here. Yeah, out of your beloved King James Bible. Watch this. Uh, let's see. Where we get to? I guess that was at it. Yeah, let's see. Uh, 13? Yeah, yeah, he girded up his sword. Where did he say that? Let's see. Uh, oh. Uh, let's see. Oh, there we go. Okay. So anyway, oh, it, it, it got down here. Anyway, bottom line, look at this. So, so, so much more do God unto the enemies of David. If I leave all that per- pertain to him by the morning light, that uh, any that pisses against the wall. <laughs> He's basically saying, I'm going to kill every man in there. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> all right. So you'll see how the, <laughs> they're not going to say that in the living Bible, but they get pretty close. Okay. So he says here, oh. Uh, He's, yeah, 13, let me, oh, oh, yeah, excuse me, we got, you're right, let me get back up. Yeah, get your swords, David's reply, verse 13, thanks. As he strapped on his, 400 of them started off with David and 200 remained back to guard the gear. Okay, that's interesting too, 400 went in two states. 
Meanwhile, one of, the Nabal, one of Nabal's men went off and told Abigail. David sent men from the wilderness to talk to our master, but he insulted them. Uh, oh, but he insulted them by saying, you know, who's this David guy? Remember, David's already sworn, I'm going to kill him. That's what he's going to say here next. That's what I was looking for. Uh, but David's men were very good to us, and they never, we never suffered any harm. In fact, look at this. Day and night, they were like a wall of protection to us and the sheep. Nothing was stolen from, from us the whole time we were there. You better think fast, for there's going to be trouble for our master and his whole family. He's such a stubborn lout that no one can even talk to him. Well, Abigail hurried, and she took 200 loaves of bread, uh, two barrels of wine, five dressed sheep, two bushes of roasted grain, 100 raisin cakes, 200. Man, she had a store. They have a ranch. A lot of farmers work it. They had all this. Anyway, she said, go on ahead. She said to her young son, and I'll follow. But she didn't tell her husband what she was doing. As she was riding down the trail on her donkey, she met David. Come in, David's ready to roll with 400 people. Look what happens. David had been saying to himself, <laughs> a lot of good it did us to help this fellow. We protected his flocks in the wilderness so that not one thing was stolen, but he's repaid me bad for good. All that I get for my trouble is insults. <laughs> Look at this. May God curse me if, if even one of, his remain, one of his men remains alive. Uh, by morning, tomorrow morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly dismounted and bowed low before him. Now remember, she's a what? She's pretty. She's smart too. Well, yeah, she pulled off this logistics thing, didn't she? She said, I accept all the blame in this batter, my Lord. Now remember, she knows who David is. She knows who he is. She knows he's going to be king too. She knows Saul's been chasing him because her husband knew. Please listen to me. What I want to say, Nabal is a bad-tempered boar. Please don't pay attention to what he says. He's a fool, just like his name means. But I didn't see the messengers you sent. Sir, since the Lord has kept you from murdering and taking vengeance into your own hands, I pray by the life of God and by your own life that all your enemies shall be cursed as Nabal is. Where'd she get that from? The Lord, the Lord. Now watch, she doesn't shut up. Now here's my present I have brought to you and your young men. Forgive my boldness in coming out here for the Lord. Look at this, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. It's because it's true. The Lord will surely reward you with eternal royalty for your descendants, for you are fighting his battles. Where'd she get that from? You will never do wrong throughout your entire life. Even when you're chased by those who seek your life, you're safe in the... Why, oh, come on, who needs all this stuff? It's true. You're safe in the Lord's arms. We sing a song in the Baptist church, leaning on the everlasting arms, and I didn't know until about 10 years ago, that's what Moses said. Moses said that. The children of Israel are in the everlasting arms of the Lord. It's true. Remember Jesus said one time when he was, he was mad, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he said, I often I wanted to pull you in like a mother hen, and you wouldn't. You know, anyway, here we go. Okay, safe in the care of the Lord, just as you were safe inside. Look at that, safe inside his purse. Praise the Lord. But the lives of your enemies shall disappear like stones from a sling. When the Lord has done all these good things he promised you and made you king of Israel, you don't want a conscience saying you killed my husband <laughs> and took all the law into your own hands when the Lord has done these great things for you. Please remember me. Now here's what David says. He said, man, you're a good woman. I tell you what. David replied, replied to Abigail, bless the Lord of Israel, God of Israel, who sent you to meet me today. Notice he blamed for that. I mean, the Lord helped, didn't he? Thank God for your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murdering the man and taking vengeance out of my own hands. For I swear by the Lord God of Israel who kept me from hurting you that if you had not come out to meet me, look at this, not one 
of Nabal's men would be alive tomorrow morning. David accepted her gifts, told her to return home without fear. He would not kill her husband. Now watch this. When she got home, old Nabal threw a big party. He was roaring drunk, right? Just like Noah. Okay, no big deal. So she didn't tell him anything about her meeting David until the next morning. At that time, he was sober. And when his wife told him what happened, he had a stroke and lay paralyzed for about 10 days. Then he died. Said, for the Lord killed him. Okay. Then David heard what happened to Nabal. And then David went and had counseling sessions with the preacher so that it would be okay if he could marry. No, he did not. Where do we get off into psychology at? Brother, you can't marry so-and-so until you come meet with a pastor. He gets behind this big table. and Now, why do you want to marry this girl? Come on. We've, we've focused on all of that instead of reading the Bible. Mm. Anyway, let's get back to this. When David heard Nabal was dead, he said, Praise the Lord. God's paid back Nabal for keeping Nabal and kept me from doing it myself. He's received his punishment for his sin. Then David hasted and wasted no time in sending messengers to Abigail to ask him to become his wife. Hey. When the messengers arrived at Carmel uh, and told her why they had come, she readily agreed. She goes, Man, yeah, I'll marry him. Quickly getting ready, she took along five of her serving girls. Boy, she dodged that thing. She said, I'm getting out of here. I leave this life goodbye. She mounted her donkey and she followed the men back to David. The men back to David, so she became his wife. David also married Ahinoam from Jezreel. Now remember this: King Saul, meanwhile, had forced David's wife. Look at this. Well, that old ugly scoundrel. We can't have that in a Baptist church. Where did the whole Bible is not a Baptist church fantasy. Okay, it's not. It's history. Look at this. King Saul had forced David's wife, Michael, Saul's daughter, to marry a man from Galilee named Palti, the son of Lash. And David's going to, guess what? David's going to get her back. Oh, oh, been married to somebody else. Oh, he's going to get her back. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't he know Jesus? Oh. History. Do you know the prophet? What's his name? Starts with J. Oh. Let me cheat. No, what's this little one over here? Joel. No, no, not Joel. Oh, it's Hosea. Excuse me, it's not. It's not. Hosea. Hosea was told to go get a harlot for a wife. And then she ran away. He divorced her. And then he said, go marry her again. You, you don't do that, you know. Under the, under the law, Moses, well, it's the Lord's law. You don't do that. But the Lord said, the Lord did it for a reason. Because he was trying to describe Israel had gone away from him. And instead of saying, well, you can't ever come back. You only have one chance. No, he was proven by telling Hosea to go get his wife back. You can come back. Thank God for his mercy. Second chance. Yeah, second chance, whatever. Third, fourth, fifth, you'll get it. Okay, now the men from Ziph. Now, okay, so, uh, in other words, the time frame, watch this. They came back from Saul. No, they came back to Saul. Give you to tell him that, hey, David, he returned in the wilderness. He was hiding in the Hakala Hill. So David took here, I mean, Saul took his elite troops again. Good grief. To hunt him down. Saul camped along the road at the edge of the wilderness. David was hiding. But David knew of Saul's arrival and sent out spies to watch his movement. Now, we're going to stop right here in this chapter. Watch this. Remember, he's getting away constantly, isn't it? David slipped over into Saul's camp one night to look around. Golly. Now, why would David do the kind of things like this? He knew the Lord was helping him. Now, 
And General Abner, that was his uncle, Saul's uncle, were sleeping inside a ring formed by the slumbering soldiers. Any volunteers to go down there with me? You see the boldness? God gives you boldness. Remember, we're bold as a lion. Anyway, David asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishad, Joab's brother, the son of Zeruah. Anyway, I'll go with you, Abishad replied. You'll find out later, Abishad could run like a deer. He gets killed by, by, jo- by Abner later. But anyway, here we go. I'll go with you, Abishai replied. So David and Abishai went to Saul's camp and found him asleep with his spear in the ground by his head. This is Abishai. God's put your enemy within your power this time for sure. <laughs> Notice what Abishai said. You know, Abishai's not afraid. He's not saying, well, I hope this happens. Abishai whispered to David, let me go and put that spear through. I'll pin him to the earth with it. I'll not need to strike him a second time. <laughs> he said, oh, man, I get him. David said, no, don't kill him. But who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's chosen king? Now, if you remember, David made a contract with Saul's brother, I mean Saul's son, Jonathan, said, I'll never harm him. So you got to understand there's a lot of that stuff behind it. Surely God will strike him down someday or he'll die in battle or of old age. God forbid that I should kill the man who has been chosen king. But I'll tell you what, look what he does. All you water drinkers here in the room, you know, I ain't teasing you about it. I'm trying to drink some water myself. Okay. We'll take his spear and his jug of water and then get out of here. So David took the spear and the jug of water. They got away without anyone seeing them awakening up. Why? Because the Lord had put them sound asleep. Lord will crank your car. The Lord will fix things wrong in your house. The Lord will... Well, I don't know. They climbed the mountain slope opposite the camp. Get your picture there. They were at a safe distance. Hey! David shouted down to... <laughs> To Abner and Saul. This is getting old. And note, he's going after Abner this time. Wake up, Abner! Who is it, Abner demanded? Well, Abner, you're a great fella, aren't you? David taunted. Well, that's real Christian-like. Yes, it is real Christian-like. It's very Christian-like. It's like when Jesus cleared out the temple and he called people serpents and snakes and whatever. And you got to wake people up sometime. Where in all Israel is there anyone as wonderful so why haven't you guarded your master, the king, when someone came to kill him? This isn't good at all. I swear by the Lord that you ought to die for your carelessness. Where's the king's sword and jug of water that's beside his head? Look and see. Oh, no. Saul recognized David's voice. Now, remember, Saul's got problems. He's the one that's got issues. Is that you, my son, David? He knew it. David replied, yes, sir, it is. Why are you chasing me? What have I done? What's my crime? Look, here it goes again. If the Lord has stirred up you against me, then let him accept my peace offering. But if it's simply a scheme of man, then let him be cursed by God. For you've, look at this, you've driven me away from my home. I can't even be with the Lord's people. You sent me away to worship heathen idols. I mean, heathen, heathen gods. Now, he wouldn't worship them, but he was just saying, I got to go live with these kings that worship Dagon. Must I die on foreign soil, far from the presence of Jehovah? See what the tabernacle meant to everybody? The showbread and all that fancy stuff? Anyway, <clears throat> should the king come out to hunt me, my life like a partridge on the mountains? Then God, excuse me, then Saul confessed, I've done wrong. Come on back home, my son. Look at that. And I'll, try, and I'll no longer try to harm you. Wow. You saved my life today. I have been a fool and very wrong. Look at it. Look what he says here. Here's your spear, sir, David replied. Let one of your young men come over here and get it. 
Well, we can get that. Look at that. And I refuse to kill you even when the Lord placed you in my power. Now, may, look, at, look at this. Look at that. Wow. Now, may the Lord save my life even as I have saved yours today. May he rescue me from all my troubles. Saul said to David, a bunch of fake things. No, blessings on you. You know, we need to make sure we get back on this. And don't, I, I, you know, some people get upset. Why do they say bless you? It's, thank God they say bless you. Well, you want them to say curse you? Well, curse you. Hope you have a cursed day. <laughs> you know, thank God for it. Whatever. Blessings on you, my son, David. Okay. You shall, here's the end of that. You shall uh, do heroic deeds and be a great conqueror. Then David went his way and Saul returned home. Now, notice, look at that. May he rescue me from all my troubles. Let's peek ahead and stop. Well, I'm going to stop. We're going to go to 1 Chronicles. This is, no, 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 that's not right. Hang on, 1 Kings. 1 Kings, which would mean pretty quick, isn't it? 1 Kings, look at this. In his old age, well, he made it, didn't he? He was confined to his bed. But no matter how many blankets were heaped on him, he was always cold. Oh, I, now we, we cannot have this in the Baptist church. Oh, my God. What's the cure? Well, the cure is take him to the doctor. Well, not according to the history here. They got him a young cutie. <laughs> She's got a name, too, Abishag. Man, all right, all right. So she lay in his arms to warm him. Woo-hoo, all right, cool beans. All right, let's keep going. Now, let's take a look what happened. Uh... So at the time, let's see, uh, okay, now it's, it's all, there's so much in, in chapter one. Here's the details. Anyway, uh, I want to see, I want you to see something that David said. Did I pass it? Bathsheba goes in there. Yeah, with the other woman. She's in there. She sees him. Don't bother him. Okay, watch this. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. Bathsheba came in. She bowed low and said, thank you, sir. May the Lord King live forever. Well, we need to quit saying that. May Bob live forever. Let's just quit saying, may Bob, may you pass away today. What kind of greeting is that? And the truth of it is, when we say goodbye or whatever, we're saying, you know, hello or whatever, or good morning. That's part of, this is a reality. Praise the Lord. Okay. Ah, uh, let's see. Call Zadok the priest, the king ordered, and Nathan the prophet. And then they arrived, they said, take, uh, I skipped it. Okay, hang on. It's, it's a verse above it. Yeah, because it might make sense because she was saying, hey, live forever. Okay. Uh, there it is. Okay. She had already came in there and said, hey, did you not know that I thought you promised me Solomon was going to be king? Anyway, one of David's other sons, remember he's got several wives, one of his other sons said, hey, I'm the big shot. I'm now the king. No, you're not. Huh? But look what David had said. Uh, the king vowed, as the Lord lives, look what he said, who has rescued me from every danger. Praise God. What's he going to do for you and I? Same thing, same thing, same thing. Father, we just thank you. We watched David from birth all the way to the end of his life. You were the one that rescued him. We also see that his name's mentioned in the book of Revelation. You mentioned it, saying the keys that no man can open and the key that no man can close, the key of David. Praise the Lord, ours. So, Lord, if we're hurting today in our bodies, that doesn't mean anything to you. You'll fix that. Praise the Lord. Healing's ours. Glory to God. Same thing's true financially. If we're having trouble financially, you'll fix that. Praise the Lord. And if it's just some other problem, great or small, whatever it is, the Lord who rescued me out of every danger. Oh, we just thank you for it. So that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep records and tell others what great things you've done for us as we tell them all about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, glory. Oh, right at 30 minutes too. Praise